the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour podcast. Hey, kid, how about a finger? How about telling me we're on? How about a little something? You in there with the leotards, for God's sakes, you're useless. Anyway, I have to tell you, I was a little upset this morning when I got up and I woke up to Peter Francis Geraci selling bankruptcy, which is when all the bums can celebrate. Hey, thank you for your bankruptcy laws. Now, all you other schlubs pay it off, and that's really become the fundamental position of all Republicans, of all conservatives. It always was that of the Democrats, which is why they... Uh, constantly are pushing for more and more of a utopian equality and i was listening to the morning show today and i called up young justin refused to take my call because he's a putz and uh i missed my little window of opportunity to talk about melissa gates which by the way should we really be taking the advice of anyone dumb enough to pleasure bill gates i mean there's only two kinds of people it's hookers and freaks i don't need you giving me an opinion on anything i find it ridiculous to me by the way, 312-642-5600. And I always love it when people so ashamed of what they do, how they sell themselves out. They have that undercurrent of self-loathingness where they say, look at how successful I've been. It must be a corrupt system. Forget about the fact you did nothing other than pretend Bill Gl- you were attracted to Bill Gates. That's your real gift, honey. Talk about the art of the deal. All right, let's listen to um, another self-loathing benefactor of someone else's work. Pretend that they're not paying enough taxes. We all know the debate that is going on right now uh, over capitalism. Is it working for enough people? An interesting Gallup poll from about six months ago found that more Democrats in America have a positive view of socialism. No, no, no. no, no. It's not from a decade ago. It's from 50 years ago when they realized they're socialists and they could hide in the Democrat Party. That's, that, that's what happened. This, the Democrat Party today is the socialist party of yesteryear. It's always it, it's really been recognizable since Barack Obama um, to ironically, ironically, when Bill Clinton was in office, it really wasn't the party of socialism. If you look at some of the things that uh, Bill Clinton had to say when it came to the economy, when it came to trade, when it came to taxation, he was arguably the last non-socialist Democrat president this country will ever have. There's no question about it. And as you look at this array of freaks. And uh, mis- miscreants, malcontents, socialists in hiding, called the Democrat Party. You see that it'll never go again to the ideology of, uh, you know, a corrupt capitalism. In fact, that's been stolen by Trump and his party. 
So this is where we're at in America. But there's something that uh, she goes on to say. I think it's very important. In capitalism. So what do you think when you see numbers like that? People I meet outside the United States would really like to live in our democracy and our capitalistic society. However, I don't think capitalism does everything right. And I think it does, it leaves behind, as Warren says, Warren Buffett, some of these societal problems. See, because here's what she doesn't want to tell you. Capitalism leaves behind everyone who doesn't participate in it. That's the problem with it. It leaves behind all those who refuse to participate. Now, when we were children, and I mean people born prior to 1990, those were referred to as sloths and the lazy and the inadequate and the incapable. Those were those rats. However, back then, those were people in which pity was something family members had and charities, of which they did take care of them. Throughout history, there is not a more charitable nation. In fact, the real time when there was a, a, a benefit to being a sloth was when the, the America had its greatest economic boom in the 19th century. That's when all the charities popped up and took care of the people. It so happened that those charities were bound by the success of the donors. Government is not. Government can give without having. That's what people like Melissa Gates and her cohorts want. That's why they bastardize capitalism in the name of the indigent. Because it doesn't take care of the indigent. In fact, what they've learned to do is flip society. Where the picture of greed is in these industries, or these sloths doing nothing, demanding to pretend to be men and women. Send their kids to the same thing working people sacrifice for. Such as schools and benefit and insurance and name it. Why focus on what they're not doing when you could take another man's property and demonize that small minority of people who choose to succeed, people who choose to participate? And I, I, I say this as a parent. I'm not the only parent out there. How hard is it to get your teenage kids to go to school? Hey, you argue with them every day. Come on, go to school and stay on them to homework. They don't want to. The problem is rather than weed that out of society, you've made that normal. So now people look at the gates and they say, you bad capitalists, look at all the money you did. And they refuse to, to recognize the good that this one man did. Now, aside from his wife, I'm going to show you how we can love some Bill Gates. When you realize what he's done for society, and I'm not talking specifically, although you could spend an hour, on the benefit to Bill Gates and what he has done for mankind by producing the very product he has and all of the things that have benefited society, even right down to my kid in there and leotards, what it's done for his world and his maybe kids, I don't know what's going on there, but what it will do for future generations. It's almost, you can't calculate it. How, how, how great a product this one guy and his group created. But what you can calculate is how many groups benefit from him in just his company and just what's happened with Microsoft itself. From him taking that little garage idea and all of the, 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 the individuals, all of the companies, all of the, the pensions, retirement funds, the 401ks that benefit from this son of a gun doing what he did. That is capitalism. Extortion and corruption comes from those who want to figure out legal weapons to use against his property.
Because the reality is, if Bill Gates were able to keep all of his money, and he's done this in his own life, the charitable organizations he set up, the things for children, the things for seniors, the things for uh, ghetto neighborhoods and people who do refuse to work, still far outweigh anything any government has done for mankind. That only in Bill Gates and his charity, from his profit, is the true benefit to these people. Government doesn't help people. It allows them to bump along the bottom and pretend to sustain themselves by giving them cradle-to-grave lives. But it doesn't do anything. Bill Gates and the technology he created for the cell phone alone benefits the poor people. And ironically, that's the optimism here. Because sooner or later, you'll get to the right answers. After we get the, the Trump protectionists out of the way. Okay? Because the idea that Republicans, and I don't have the cut, and I wasn't going to bother Justin to have the cut. By the way, Justin's a really nice kid. He just dresses a little freaky. I wasn't going to bother him to get the cut of some, some moronic Trump caller to, during this very segment where Dan Proft played uh, Melissa Gates. And the alternative to this was asked of a Trump supporter. And he said, what we need to combat the ills of capitalism is protectionism. And I'm going to show you how that's not the case. Now, you may buy the spiel from the salesmen out there who are selling you this protectionism, who are selling you this, this America first. You may be able to disconnect the reality of the corruption in American manufacturing and specifically think of the UAW and the fraud and failure in which that crime family labor extortion racket has been able to hide failure. And we could focus on the fact of American cars and trucks cannot compete with non-union-made foreign cars. They can't. Only through a rigged system. Only through a system that adds a 25% tariff for 45 years on trucks. Does anybody even know what a Ford frickin' F-150 is? Because it sucks. And that's the best of the litter. Everybody should be able to get the best uh, uh, for their own consumption that they decide. But government has figured out a way to prop up and fraud its success. So they bolster up these, these, these crime labor extortion rackets called unions. Mediocrity at high prices. And that's why even today when you watch TV and you see the, the Ram commercial or the Chevy, 10000 11000 off the sticker price. And there's another little get. It's phony zero interest rates that no foreign companies can offer. So they, 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 they have to control and steer and mitigate your choices of, of that's just autos. And as Trump has proven, by the time he gets done, it'll be everything. You yeah, go America! And you got the union morons waiting for their break time, failing. And if that's not going to bolster up the economy enough, let's try these idiots. Tonight, after two years of bitter battles, a rare glimpse of bipartisanship. We just had a, a very a productive meeting with the President of the United States. There was goodwill in this meeting, and that was different than some of the other That's meetings Nancy that we had. The White House echoing Democrats' unusual optimism about today's meeting on infrastructure. That positive tone dramatically different than this confrontation in the Oval Office just four months ago, ahead of the government shutdown. You want to shut it down. I, you no, keep no, talking no, no, about no. it. The last time, Chuck, you shut it down. No, no, no. But on infrastructure, no, no. both sides saying yes. We did come to one agreement that the agreement would be big and bold. Up to $2 trillion bold, though. No I'm sorry. Did you say two? Two trillion? It was outrageous when Trump said one. Now you just doubled it? 
Well, gee, no wonder you can get Nancy and Chuck excited. No plan yet how to pay for improving the nation's highways, bridges, and broadband. But the backdrop? President Trump's efforts to stifle House Democrats. Wait a minute. Broadband. You remember the Chicago broadband scam, right? With Bald Daily, the other Daily, the Daily Kids, and the Daily Agents that were, were going to sell the broadband to Chicago. And the hundreds of millions of dollars that were absconded. You do remember that, right? So that you and I could pay our Comcast bill, and yet every moron can log in. Right? Oh, that, there's a quality. A quality. I tell you what, it's to the point now where you're stupid if you pay. And their investigations into him, his administration, and his personal finances never mentioned today. How hard is it to work with this president on infrastructure when he's stonewalling you on investigations? I believe we can do both at once. There you go, because you're a whore and you were able to be bought off because you can bring home the bacon to your little corrupt few that donate to you. Right, Chucky? Anybody want to guess how many how many donors are going to get all these new contracts for infrastructure? Is there anybody with an IQ over 60 that can put together the, the little dots? Can you follow them? You see where this is going? This is the greatest pay-to-play scam payoff in the history of government. And it's brought to you by the Republican president. Oh, I know. We're supposed to pick our guy, and he's my guy. Okay, fine. And I will pick. Listen, you put that guy up there and next to one of these socialists, and I'll tell you for a thousand times how that's the better choice. But you do realize that this isn't capitalism anymore, right? And you've given fodder to these illiterates. Because this is something that we should all be railing against. You don't have to be a socialist to recognize the corruption in this government financial Ponzi scheme, do you? And this pay-to-play system? Because all of this money, this two, which, by the way, these are, these are numbers that were unimaginable by your fathers. Two trillion dollars like nothing. Government already spends in excess of $1.5 trillion more than it takes in, and it takes in record time. Every, every single day it's taking in more and more money, more and more revenue, because those tariffs that rolling in, a billion dollars a day, to, that's a tax. But you're okay with that, because it's patriotic, right? It's patriotism to extort your neighbor. This is why you've lost the fundamental footing of morality and immorality, and now we're just pulled off into the weeds on specific issues. However, this is celebrated. Let's continue. I like the glee in scumbags' voices. This guy's been a scumbag for 50 years. I didn't think it was possible to get him this excited without three Viagras and some Hennessy. Still, President Trump and his oldest children have filed suit to prevent two banks from responding to House Democrats' subpoenas about their finances, arguing those subpoenas have no legitimate or lawful purpose. Democrats remain determined. We're prepared to fight tooth and nail. The president's chief of staff pushing back. If I'm suing you on on one deal, are you likely to do another deal with me at the same time? Probably not. That's just human nature. There is still a lot of skepticism in this contentious climate that a massive bipartisan deal is possible. But both sides tonight insist they will meet again in three weeks. We found something they can all come together on. The American people paying off their constituents, paying off their contributors. The bulk of the American people spread out to all of us suckers who go to work, who buy gas, who pay for consumption, who pay sales tax, who pay property tax. All of us pigeons. And they get to pay off their specific contributors. That's what $2 trillion of infrastructure is. That's not capitalism, Melissa, dimwit. And it's not capitalism, all you Trump Krishnas out there chanting for higher, higher costs of your neighbor's products. 
So what's the window? What's the percentage of American people that understand it? I don't know if it's 5% anymore. And I'm not coming out here to say, oh, I'm so smart. Listen, I'm not that smart. I just have fundamentals. I just have principles. I was blessed in life because I was taught by not just by more than just teachers, but people who were able to teach you how to think, not what to think. As so many Trump supporters, that's all they do. They chant words and they speak real fast. Globalism, globalism, globalism. Trade deficit, trade deficit, trade deficit. They have no idea what this means. None at all. In fact, what they don't understand is both the things they're rallying against are what benefited them, their fathers and their mothers and their kids. They're chanting against themselves. And they're chanting for higher taxes. And it's a simple pro- it's It's as stupid to me as hearing Bernie Sanders and the 22 morons come out and say Amazon doesn't pay any taxes in the same way they say GE doesn't pay any taxes or Microsoft doesn't pay any taxes because they don't know how to think. They just know what to think. So this may be a little boring and a little technical, but I want to go through this and I want to tell you why because I I said, uh, I can't remember if it was during when I was filling in for Joe Walsh or during the Liberty Hour Sunday night. I said, I love Jeff Bezos. I probably don't like him at all. And this isn't just because I want to meet his ex-wife. I love him because what he's done for society. And the, when I say that, I say it because do you realize the taxes Amazon has paid, does pay, and will pay forever? Or are you so caught up in what to think, you don't know how to think anymore? This is crucially important. Because what, what, what happens is when they say they don't pay taxes, what they mean is federal corporate taxes at the end when they file their taxes. Now, there is a reason that you can lie like this or that people lie like this, and they ignore the fact that Amazon admittedly, in their own tax records, pays $1 billion a year, and through the course of their year, pays $6 billion in various taxation. And it's because people forgot how to think. So let's go through fundamentals so you can combat the idiots who call up with protectionism. And you see how you destroy not just the ability of a company like this to succeed and continue to pay, but you destroy your own choices and your own betterment and that of your kids when you promote protectionism. And that what, what is happening is capitalism is being sucked in the quicksand of socialism and it's, be, it's getting there. We're pushing it on its head. Ironically, it's the people who pretend to, to promote capitalism and not be socialists that will deal the final death blow. That's what's happening here. And until Republicans learn that federal taxes are the sixth and seventh layer of taxation to a company of this magnitude, of this size, that acquires this much product, that has this much property, that employs this many people, those are all layers of taxation. And I want you to think about it in very, very simple terms. As if you were Jeff Bezos. And in order to, to, to have the company you have, you had to buy equipment. When you buy equipment, you pay taxes on said equipment. When you lease or own property, you pay real estate taxes in said property. When you employ people, you, play, you pay employment taxation. And those are extremely onerous especially if you're stupid enough to have that employment in a state like Illinois or New York or California. That this man, by having this business, is taxed to oblivion before he makes dollar one. 
Then if he wants to progress and expand his company, he has to lay out more money. And at the end of his year and at the end of his day, he gets to throw up against these costs any further corporate tax liability. And this is crucially important because Republicans have sold out on this topic in order to buy politicians. There is no corporation. It is a vestibule of, against liability. It doesn't exist. It's not a person. And of course, it should not be liable for any taxes. People make up the corporation, both through employees and also ownership of that corporation, especially in stock holdings. So how many times do you want to tax the $1 this man produces? And what happens is there's a certain government entitlement to that profit that runs into this virtuous fascism that is sold by both parties. And it is time for somebody, somewhere, some sliver of of civilization in America to focus on what is moral and what is immoral. And the examples of how government wastes fraud and abuses their money, irrelevant. But from the fundamental first step of what the hell are you doing besides killing killing the ambition of people who would make up these companies this is what you do this is why all the other problems skyrocket did you know that this is why in illinois at a certain level if you're just going to be a regular schlub it almost isn't worth trying And this is why the Soviet Union collapses and they become drunks and drug addicts. This is why in states that are run by these corrupt socialists like Illinois and New York and California, drug addiction, uh, alcohol abuse and suicide is up versus other states. This is why people move. This is the climate. But it's because Americans themselves, the individuals, either you don't pass it on to your kids, you didn't have it passed on to you, or you just don't care and you want to be lied to. But once this, this fundamental belief system, you can spot the con, even when it's sold by Republicans. This $2 trillion infrastructure is the greatest pay-to-play payoff scheme to phony conservatives that could ever exist. And it's no wonder why you're looking at news stations, and it's not just in Chicago, Illinois, it's across the country, about the infrastructure collapsing and bridges are crumbling and yada, yada, yada. Because they want you to focus on, on the results of their incompetence versus the fact you've been paying for that maintenance of that infrastructure since the day it was put in. And they've squandered the money to pay off their employees. And what happens? You're going to bail these cheating son of a bitches out again. And you're focused on solving the problem rather than correcting the symptom that got you there. So when you look at the CTA, which is subsidized, when you look at these city workers in their yellow jackets waiting for break, they're paid to do all this infrastructure maintenance that they've ignored because they've been going down to Johnny's for a beef combo extra juicy, these fat slobs, waiting for their break, cooking their pensions, having their union bosses pay the politicians off. So to keep funding it isn't fixing it. Oh, you may get your little new concrete, but don't worry. It'll be laid by the same scumbag who knows how to make it break in five years to do it all over again. And every few years they get caught, Walsh Construction, Palumbo, name the scumbags. See, that's not real capitalism the way Amazon or Microsoft is. That's corporatism. That's cronyism. And that's where the biggest profits lie. 
And until you learn how to put up these fundamental basic arguments, you're going to just go to the highest part of the Titanic because it's going under, kid. But there is some amusement that goes under. And I don't just mean J.B. Pritzker and his his moronic limitation of $250,000. And I have to tell you something. I want you to, you ever, anybody out there know rich people? J.B. Pritzker and his lovely Mrs. Pritzker spend more money on Botox, handbag, shoes, and massages than $250,000 a year. You know that? Yet this fat son of a gun with the, with the love handles on his earlobes, he's going to tell you and Justin in there how much he's going to pay before he, how much he can make before he's really taxed to oblivion because you've lost these principles. And it is only through fighting for the productive people to keep their money that we're ever going to expand out of it. Now, can you do it? You know, I, I read Jonathan Honig's book. I, I try to get my hands on a love story. Maybe, maybe I'm a little less optimistic than them, but it can happen. But only through the correcting, correcting moral compass of America. When you realize it is the Bill Gates, it is the Jeff Bezos, it is the nameless productive citizen who gets to keep his money and truly make an economy. Because what the one homeowner who makes half a million a year, what he produces is the real economy. What $2 trillion in government spending produces is a Keynesian fraud. You get it? Just think about the principles. And when you have fundamentals, you can plug in the specific topics that you try to get drowned out in. In each and every case, there is a real economy and there is a fake government economy trying to sell you value that is interpreted. It's interpreted. For some, it's a benefit. For others, it is not. Most of the people who have paid for the Illinois infrastructure will never use it. Most of the people who have paid for, for the grants and the benefits and the, and, the, and the children to be educated will never use it. Up to, their, up to their dollar amount, of course, for certain. Now, some will overuse it, right? You slots out there with five or six kids that don't pay any alimony or child support, you're making money, baby. You're having your liabilities, you're having your responsibilities taken care of. And that's the other moral question. Is it moral... For someone who may or may not be heterosexual like Justin or Dan Proft to pay the schooling for some Irish drunken guy out there who has 17 kids. Is it moral? The answer is no. It's not moral. It is moral for the person who has the responsibility to pay the cost always and forever. And now how do you corrupt people? By selling them this, this, this nonsense of a society which doesn't exist and when it does exist, it makes decisions that are counterpoint to your morals. And now it's time to listen to the fat man. A huge development today on recreational use of marijuana in the state of Illinois. Governor J.B. Pritzker says he's reached out. an agreement with key lawmakers. We are taking a major step forward to legalize adult use cannabis and to celebrate the fact that Illinois is going to have the most equity-centric law in the nation. And that's what we need. The legislation would take effect January 1st of next year. It would allow adults 21 and over to legally buy cannabis for recreational use. This would only be purchased from licensed dispensaries. Illinois residents could possess up to nearly an ounce of marijuana. Non-residents could have about half an ounce. This would also automatically expunge some marijuana convictions. Now, aside from the specificity in this law, there's, there's a phrase 
that's used, and it's not an accident. It's called equity-centric. Equity-centric. Why is it equity-centric? Because it's the same. That's what he's selling you. It's the same for every adult. Now, he deems an adult at 18, and believe me, I could, I could get the low-hanging fruit and tell you what a joke, that you can be 18 to smoke a joint or hold a joint, but you've got to be 21 to do a cigar. I could, that's low-hanging. Let's not do that. Let's do the, the bigger part of it. Equity-centric. So they get to pick when equity is centric. And how do they do that? Because it's equal for all of us. Well, why isn't taxation equity-centric? Why isn't taxation of income equity-centric? Because this is what happens when you turn over principles to the least among us as politicians. They get to decide. I decide that this is. It's irrelevant what you decide in your life. Now, you may have pros and cons. I could argue both sides of the argument. I understand it. But what it does is it strips it strips you from the use of your principles over your family, over your neighbor, and it makes you liable for the cost. Because the one study that is always ignored is the fact of when this is done, the amount of citizens that go on to public benefits doubles within five years. The amount of people who will go on the government cheese as a result of being high, now that they can legally do it, will double. Now, the way that I want to legalize drugs, and as most of you know, I don't care. I tend to, to lean everything towards individual liberty is because I don't want to pay any, any results of those, con- or any consequences of those actions, right? If you become a scumbag, I believe you have the absolute freedom to do so. You want to ride the rails, be high, and fool around with your dog all day? I don't care. Go ahead, buy a jar of peanut butter, and have yourself very happy as Melissa Gates. Go right ahead. Don't make me pay for the peanut butter. Don't make me pay for the results. Don't make me pay for the train ticket. So you have to approach it all from equity-centric versus pick and choose whatever the party in power has because that's the virtuous fascism we all promote. Everybody out there is a fascist. There is a small group of us that are saying, I don't want to rule anybody's choices on anything. I want everybody to have equality. Now, I've been cornered as right-wing, ironically, when the reality is, I'm the classic liberal. As if you believe in the documents, as if you believe in individual liberty, individual sovereignty, and if you believe in a republic, that's all you can be. Everything else is a fascism you feel you have the virtue to wield. That's why we're all enthralled with Game of Thrones. Everybody wants to be the king. The reality is what made this country great is you were the king at one time. You were the king of your life. You were the king of your castle. Where the only place socialism was tolerated was in your own house. You got to decide if it was socialism. You want to earn your $5 and give it to everybody? Go right ahead. But you don't get to take my $5 and give it to everybody you want. We've lost that flip. It's flip-flop. And now you have wives of rich men who, for their own self-loathing reasons, go against the fundamentals that made them rich. It's laughable to me. But it's not a far road to go from that to this. We must step up and deal with something that is crazy. 
communities, destroying lives, uh, and, and really uh, uh, just tearing apart families. One of the pushbacks is you license guns, you make it more difficult for the honorable gun owner to get there, uh, to engage in their Second Amendment right, and the people who want to get guns and shoot each other in the street are going to do it anyway you know, because uh, no one enforces the law. Uh, that kind of resignation uh, frustrates me, to be honest, because we know that this is not a plan that any law-abiding gun owner should be concerned about. The people that should be concerned about it are two groups. One, people who want to break the law, gun runners and criminals, and the gun manufacturers who have been working with in an ungodly way to undermine the safety and security of this nation. Really attacking everything from consumer product safety to the CDC's ability to research these issues uh, to even uh, the ATF, which is starved by Congress and its Illinois. See, now there's a couple things going on here. My guns aren't for hunting. You know, I, I, I have hunted. I hate it. Stupid to me. Shoot the defenseless animal. My, my, that's not my thing. My guns aren't for hunting. My guns are to protect me and my family from anybody who would harm us. From any intruder into my neighborhood. From any government that would try to corral and seize my liberty and freedom. See, that's, that's why the Second Amendment exists. So for Cory Booker... And his cohorts who have really undermined American fundamentals and principles, the socialists, the collectivists, the government central totalitarian despots who believe because he, of which we know very little of his own life, I doubt, I doubt I'd approve of anything in it. He gets to decide what is right and what is wrong, what income you can keep, what income you can lose, what property you can keep, what property you will lose. This is guns because this is the way to defend yourself against the totalitarian government. Now, you wouldn't stand much of a chance. Everybody with an IQ over 60 knows that. You're not going to fight the government. You won't last long. But at least you can put it up. At least it won't make you a slave the way they want to pretend they represent the slaves. This is a taskmaster. And there are several taskmasters in government. Those are normally the ones promoting the ideas of control of your assets, of your property, or limitations on what they can and will be. The retort to this, in most cases, is the wrong answer. The retort to this isn't because I'm trying to make society happy. I'm not trying to make society happy. If I deem it necessary to protect myself because I live in a very terrible spot from, from an, an oppressive crime wave... I should have the right to do that in secrecy. What is privacy? You know, I find it ironic that one of the main staples of, uh, of the revolution was privacy. Privacy to your papers. Privacy to your decision. What is privacy in America today? You, you don't have privacy in your income. You don't have privacy in your property. You don't have privacy in your, your morals. Everything is under assault. Can I, can I privately hold the belief that abortion is bad? Well, you can, but it, you get categorized as a kook. Can I privately hold the belief that drug addiction or drug treatment of behavioral issues is bad? No, you can't do that. Society says you're everybody's drug. From the time your kid is in sixth grade, if they, if they find the teacher fat, boring, and stupid the way I did, he must have ADD. Now, maybe he doesn't, maybe he doesn't. But the thing is, do you get to, do you get to live with that? See, what you have is you have these bureaucrats that have decided that it is within their right it is within their ideology to control all aspects of everything. 
And we need to get that back. And you get that back by arguing the principles that got us here. The only reason we're in this position is because intellectually, people who occupied this country could recognize oppression. Oppression isn't about race every single time. Oppression is about power. And I pose to you that a government shouldn't have the power to limit a man's income, to limit a man's property. And if you feel it does, well, then all we're really arguing about is where those pressure points are versus of if they are. And that's how you get these, these moronic despot idiots in charge. Joe Biden couldn't count the three without getting two of the numbers wrong. This guy could run the country. Donald Trump. Donald Trump who has been wrong in almost everything he's done except selling the illusion of what he is. Good for you. Bully for you. Does that mean you and four guys get to negotiate trade agreements that benefit the kid in there working, I don't know, how many hours, putting up with how many dingbats? You get to you get to put a limitation on what he consume, can consume with his hard-earned dollar? Why? Because you say you're more patriotic than Joe Biden? I don't think you are. I just think you're a different kind of tyrant. Where is the, the, the party? Where is the group arguing for the true equity-centric laws, equity-centric taxation, equity-centric morality? Or are you just complacent and you just want your version of patriotism? Because here's the other thing. If you think Joe Biden doesn't think he's patriotic, you're wrong. He certainly does. That's what he's told himself every day he got up and combed somebody else's hair on his head. That's what he's done every single day. Same thing Cory Booker does. He thinks he's the greatest American ever to walk the earth. They all do. And all their followers believe they are. So to wrap tyranny in a flag isn't the solution. It's to recognize the fundamental principles of it and reject it when it's sold by anybody. That's the only hope of America. But we have to start small. And there's the way you really cripple it is start by the principles of how it is extorting its money from the people. Democrats, Republicans, independents. There is the only moral taxation a government can do to its people is one of equality. It is a percentage whether you make $1 or whether you're Bill frickin' Gates and you pick up a an ugly, bossy wife that gets to go around on television and tell everybody how bad you are for making money. That's the only equality. Look at everything. The way J.B. Pritzker sells things we, we disagree on. The way he, he mystifies and stupefies a citizenry. The way he continues to feed his power. The Illinois politicians that support marijuana don't support it because of, of, of a fundamental belief of you get the right to decide in your life. That's not why they're doing it. They're doing it because they know once you do, you can't handle it any more than you, can, you, you could. The idea of your own sovereignty can't handle it. That's what America is. You've got 50% of people can't handle their own freedom. And they know it, and they figured out how to profit from it. Because the bigger loser you are, the more power they have. Look at these cities and towns, municipals, municipalities, these counties, these states, where the lowest pro- producing people live. Look at the strength of the politician. You think that there's a city out there with 50 aldermen, the kind of crime syndicate that Chicago government is in any other part of the country? Of course not. Of course not. But they did it right. 
They used the, those who failed because of their policies as weapons against other policies. They need to have all that power because look at Chicago. It can't take care of itself. Proves it every single time you watch the news. So until you fix your fundamentals, until you fix your morality and your own belief system, until you can understand how to think, not what to think, our biggest argument against them is going to be $2 trillion of infrastructure. An agreement on one thing, when you finally see what they agree on, is to pay off their, their constituents. That's all this is. You remember all the, all the rage against pork barrel spending? Remember in the 90s, oh my God, pork barrel spending! And I hear Republicans talk about their side. How many people out there know Grassley, right? Every time I say Grassley, he's a strong conservative. You know when Grassley was elected to public office? To public office. Anybody out there? Probably not. 1959. Elvis Presley was driving a freaking truck, wasn't he? 1959. And this guy's my senator or, or, or a senator from Iowa that has the, the, he's a conservative. Oh, really? I mean, what good are they? It's why it's not about one politician, whether it's a senator, whether it's a, politi- a president. It's about the American belief, the American fundamentals. We are all too comfortable with watching people and promoting that people wield a virtuous fascism. It's time we need to, we need to go back. We need to strip it away or we need to go to high ground. And if you do go to high ground, you go to South Florida. You come by me. You call Liberty Real Estate Services. My name is Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour. I think we'll be back, although I really want to go to Florida after this weather because Illinois gets the weather it deserves by the people it elects. Thank you so much for listening to the Liberty Hour. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.